Welcome to the Wild Stallion Sports Network. I'm Wild Man Chris, and alongside me is the Italian Stallion Toko. And standing to my left, our new guest speaker with no hair on top of his head, Downtown Jeff. That's right, everybody. We have a guest host tonight. We have our own Downtown Jeff joining us. Say hi to the crowd, Jeff. How is everyone today? It's a pleasure to be here. Wow, and he's not drunk. Yes. He's always drunk downtown. That's why we call him Downtown Jeff. Not drunk yet. That's true. We got hot shots after this. All right, so we got a lot to cover tonight. Uh, we're going to go over the Super Bowl quarter by quarter. Uh, we're also going to uh, cover the top five quarterbacks for this last season and our predictions of next season, who's going to be the top five quarterbacks. And lastly, we're going to go over the crazy MLB trades that happened last night. Uh, so let's first go on into the NFL with the Super Bowl. All right. So we had the Super Bowl with the Chiefs and the 49ers. Uh, it looks like Kansas City won 30 to 21. What'd you guys think about the game? Uh, yeah, <clears throat> I thought it was a good game. Um, started off kind of slow. Um, but of course, Patrick Mahomes kind of doing what he does, picked it up. Um, I would say the 49ers blew it. Um, but overall, yeah, I, I think I think I think it was a good game. It was fun and exciting, especially that uh, comeback by uh, the Chiefs by you, Jeff. Well, it was it was a it seemed like a boring game at first. Like it just was uneventful and and getting towards the end of the game, that's when all the action happened. Mm -hmm. And it, 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 of course, everybody's happy that there's one Super Bowl without the Patriots. And that's why I kind of made a joke when we were watching it. It was like, man, this is an uneventful game. I was like, well, if Tom Brady was here, maybe this game would be more, you know, eventful. And of, of course, of course, that got boozed, you know, across, you know, everybody at the party. Of course, but, the game would be great because he's the GOAT and he's got six rings and call me when somebody else has it. That's my argument every single time. Jeff, yeah. I don't know if you know of the Toka love for Brady, but yeah. He's, I, yeah, I'm, I'm aware. I've, I've met the man. Yeah, he's obsessed with them. Brady, not Toko. <laughs> so let's break down quarter by quarter. Uh, I did not get to see the first quarter because I was working, unfortunately. So, Toko, break down the first quarter. Uh, yes, the first quarter, um, it was it was the Chiefs uh, at the end of the first quarter uh, led 7-3. Um, Robbie Gold kicked a field goal for San Francisco, which I think they were saying a stat like he's yet to miss a field goal in his whole playoff career, which nice. is which is insane. It's crazy the Bears let him go then. I they have all the kicker problems now. Yeah, yeah. Well, they got to Hey, the Bears got to get into the playoffs for them to even say that stat. Um, has he missed any extra points though? I don't know. That's a good question. We might have to look that up. Um, what I would also say, oh, and then Pat Mahomes uh, ran in the rushing touchdown, and um, that was pretty much it in the first quarter at that point. All right, so then the second quarter, it uh, looks like Kansas City got a Butker field goal, and Juszczyk scored a touchdown. It was weird, the party that I was with, this guy kept calling him Jizz. Oh, gosh, I already know who that was. No, actually, I never met the guy before, and he wasn't. Yeah, I don't think you guys have ever met him before either. He was he was some oh, new wow. guy, but yeah, he kept calling him Jizz, and it was <laughs> it was really really funny because he really thought his name was Jizz. So now we move on to the third quarter, and I'll go ahead and go over that. 
Uh, looks like Mostart went ahead and scored for San Francisco. And Robbie Gould got another field goal, which put them up 20 to 10. Looking like San Fran was about to seal the deal. So who at this point actually thought Kansas City was going to pull it off? I did not. Um, I thought because Pat Mahomes had two picks by that time. And they, they were down every game in the playoffs, right? But they came back. We're like, are they going to do it again? Good point. It was the same way with the Titans game where they were down 17-7. You thought the Titans were just going to run out the clock and Chiefs are not going to come back. And the Chiefs looked sloppy pretty much first quarter all the way through third quarter. They were sloppy. Mm-hmm. But then we have the fourth quarter with six minutes left, and Toko, go over that. Uh, yes. <clears throat> um, they were down, and then uh, Patrick Mahomes threw a one-yard touchdown to Travis Kelsey. And then um, Williams ran it in, and that was the concluding play. Yeah, that was a controversial one. I yeah. Don't, I don't think he was across the line. Really? You don't think so? I don't think he was across the line. I yeah. thought they should have made it fourth and one. But they let the touchdown go, and then Jimmy G kind of collapsed. Uh, he threw a – no, he got shut down on fourth down. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, he got yep. shut down on fourth down. Then the Chiefs had the ball again, and the garbage play happened to garbage time for Williams scoring like a 40-yard touchdown. Yep. yep. But there was a big game changer around the six-minute mark, and that was when Tyreek Hill caught that 40-yard pass. That was that was, that was crazy. Um, because the guy he beat, I think it was Sherman, wasn't he? Wasn't it? I think it's who he beat, Richard Sherman. It possibly beat. could have been who that was. Um, and they were talking about that, which everybody knows how good Richard Sherman is. And uh, um, yeah, I mean, it was. It, I think that kind of got their momentum. Like, hey, we're not, we're not done yet. So yeah, which was enjoyable. It was making it a good game, but at the same time, I was still cheering for San Fran because I didn't want to lose the water bet that me and you made last week. It's all right. You should be used to losing to me. By the way, everybody, we're going to have that footage on our Facebook page of me getting watered by Toko. It's great. It's That's great. all you got to say about that? Well, I mean, you know, I, <laughs> I, I mean, what can I say? It's just it's just a thing that happens all the time, you know, like that Patriots game when you lost that bet and you had to buy me lunch. I think we talked about that on a previous podcast. Yeah, we did talk about that last so. week, but we still haven't talked about all the times that I beat you in March Madness. Okay, you know what? Let's not go there because you know, what about the one year we both picked Michigan State as our winners and they got knocked out the yeah. first game? We're that like, was like three years ago. Yeah, they like, got knocked out in the first that was, round. That was crazy. Yeah. Did so, you guys just water bet each other then? Like it's just like a cancellation? Or well, we used to We used to bet lunch. lunch That's what it work. used to be at work. Yeah. It would be loser buys lunch. Yeah. It was, so, uh, it was fun though. Yep. So um, any last takes on the Super Bowl, guys? No, it ended up like it said the, the most of it was a kind of mundane game. Like it, watching, I was watching like the previous two games. Like the, I think there was a lot more exciting. Even even watching the Titans game with Derrick Henry running, you know that magnitude of, of yards each game. And it was like, oh, this just there wasn't a lot happening. But then the fourth quarter, it really like I don't know if Robert, Robert uh, Goodell was like Roger Goodell was like, hey go make something happen. <laughs> and he like called it in or like there was like saving it, but it ended up being a really great Super Bowl. Yeah. 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 It was, it was a really good one. What'd you guys think about the commercials? Oh, I thought, I thought, I mean, I thought they were good. Um, obviously they're always kind of like a mixture. I always like the funny ones. I thought the best one was the one with the, uh, 
Hyundai Sonata with uh, John Krasinski with the uh, the Smart Park. Oh the, oh, oh, the Boston? The Boston accent? The Boston. The Bach and the Harbor? Yeah. So it was, it was pretty funny. Um, and then Poppy was in there, of course, as well. So I, I enjoyed that one. My favorite was the Groundhog Day one with Bill Murray. That was a good one, too. Yep. I like that one. I did like good. the Post Malone Bud Light one. Yeah. Yeah. That one was good, too. Tore, the, the party I was with said he tore up, like, the gas station, like, three different ways. There was, like, three different types of commercials with it. Yeah. Yeah. I, think I only one, saw one of them. That's what, yeah. I think, well, that or they only released one or something like that. Hmm. I don't know. Because yeah. I saw one previous to the Super Bowl, and, and and I wonder if he's going to actually drink these things, because apparently he's never seen without a Bud Light. <laughs> so I'm curious if he's going to start carrying these things around with him at all times, or if he's just going to stick yeah, the, to the regular are, Bud like Light. The seltzers, man. People are going crazy over those things. Like it's, they are delicious. They are. I still, I, I did have the Bud Light ones. I'm not as impressed with them. They're better than the Natty Light ones, and just, <laughs> that's just because everything... Oh, yeah. The, the Natty Light, it was like the, the cherry lime and yeah. it, uh, Catalina Lime Mixer is what it was. And it just it tastes like cough syrup. Like, I didn't know water could taste thick. It just it was weird. But the Bud Light ones aren't as bad. I got the multi-pack, but I still don't think it's as good as like a White Claw or Truly or whatever. And I know I sound like a basic white girl saying that. <laughs> but... Well, because you're a basic white guy. So it's well, that's good. fine. Well, that's how downtown Jeff gets down. So. Yeah, we know. Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> Truly's and White Claws. Like, Secrets out. Yeah. Stolen cars. Yeah. It, oh, it happens. <laughs> that's, that's a whole other topic. Yeah. That's a, that's that's a whole other topic. All right. Last thing I want to talk about Super Bowl. What did you guys think about the halftime show? I thought it was fine. You know, <laughs> I'm I mean, sure you did. I mean, you, I mean, come on, guys. Let's be real here. A lot of these people are like, oh, my God. I didn't bring my kids out of the room. I just could not believe they ever showed something like that. It's like, then don't watch the game. There it's, was a lot of excessive thrusting, though. It, there was, but it wasn't. That's because just because Togo was sitting next to me on the couch. Oh. Yeah, there you go. But it's no different than than what any of the other ones do. I mean, at the end of the day, you know just as well as I do, sex is going to sell, and she's a sex symbol, and she's and she's beautiful. Which so one? Both of them. They're both. Okay. They're both. Yes. They're both obviously, J, obviously J Lo is you know gorgeous. But my point is this: like all these people that are like, I can't believe they would do that. It's like you know what that's going to be going into it. I could have told you it was going to be revealing. If you don't want to, then don't watch the game. That's kind of the way that I look at that. I mean, it's you had to know that going into it. I saw a great meme. It was probably one of my favorite of the week. Good they for show, A-Rod, by the way. They show uh, Blanche from Golden Girls next to J-Lo, and they said the 50s back in the 80s and the 50s now because J-Lo's in yeah. the 50s now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've liked a lot of the memes where they were – doing the the side by side and it was Shakira doing her like tongue noise. Yeah. They, they interjected SpongeBob with it. <laughs> and that, that was really good. The other meme I saw, which was, was really funny was this guy was like laying in a hospital bed and like the doctor was saying, like, so all you said to your wife was JLo's also 50. Nice. That's funny. That's funny. All right. So that'll do it for our review on the Super Bowl. Overall, great game. We enjoyed it very much. Um, next we're going to go ahead and cover, uh, more of a fantasy football area. It's going to go over fantasy stats on the quarterbacks, uh, the top five for the season. And we're also going to make our predictions on what we think are our top five quarterbacks going to be next year, as well as who's the most overrated and most underrated. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble.
Here are the top five quarterbacks for the season. Looks like number one, Lamar Jackson, had uh, 3,127 yards, 36 touchdowns, six interceptions, and 113 quarterback rating. We have Russell Wilson of the Seahawks at 4,100 yards, 31 touchdowns, five interceptions, 107 rating. Then Mahomes snuck in there. Uh, Looks like Mahomes is 4,031 yards, 26 touchdowns, five interceptions, and 105 rating. And then last two, it looks like it's Deshaun Watson at 38-52, 26 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, 98 rating. And a surprise shocker, her cousin snuck in. 3,600 yards, 26 touchdowns, six interceptions, 107 rating. Kirk Cousins. So what do you guys think about those top five for the season? I mean, I think it's good. I mean, obviously Lamar. I have Lamar on my fantasy team. I thought he was obviously great fantasy-wise. Um, <clears throat> I think – I mean, I think I think the kid's a real deal, man. I, I really do. Um, I mean, those are the – Kirk Cousins, I, I, I mean, his stats are obviously, you know, good based off what you just said, but I don't think he's a top five quarterback. Um, everybody else, I mean, yeah, I think it's kind of where they belong. I think Pat Mahomes went a bit higher if he wasn't injured. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think everybody else kind of falls right in line with um, their stats. I was surprised by I, Watson was lower than I thought because didn't he have a fifty he touchdown? Like, he had a fifty touchdown season at one point, didn't he? Fifty touchdown seat or said twenty? Watson had twenty six touchdowns. What did he have last year? You guys know? Uh, yeah. No. I thought he had like a real high number because it was the one season he got hurt and then he then he had a full. 50. I thought it was like a like a. I think like, it was like forty one, forty two. He, he did have a very high preseason ranking for fantasy. He was yeah. the number two overall quarterback. Oh, yeah. him home. He started off like, I mean, it's not that he ever really cooled off, but I mean, he came. I mean, he started off hot. Yeah, I remember that, and was like, "Whoa, this is Sean Watson MVP," and then obviously Lamar Jackson's, you know, was good from the get go. But there were some games where he was just tearing up defenses. And that's when people are like, yeah, it's pretty much a clear cut that he could be the MVP. So there's two guys I'm shocked that are not in the top five. Uh, one would be Drew Brees. Uh, looks mm. like he passed for just under 3,000 yards, 27 touchdowns. He was hurt, though. Four interceptions and 116 yards. So, yeah, I guess it's a good point. He was hurt. But, man, those stats are awesome right there. And the guy on my, on my fantasy team. Dak Prescott. He passed for almost 5,000 yards. He passed for 4,900 yards, 30 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Yeah. So I am shocked that those guys are not in the top five. But let's hand it on off to you, Jeff. Who do you think are going to be the top five quarterbacks next year? It's pretty similar to the list that we have there, but I'm I'm still going with Mahomes, Watson, Wilson, Jackson, and I'm putting Tannehill up there because I really think that he had a outstanding season. He didn't have a you know because he came in later in the year, right? But just the way that he's played, and you know, Chris and I got the the privilege to go see the Titans this year, and just seeing him play live, I think he ended up getting like two or three, maybe four touchdowns that game. It was a really an experience to see kind of like where that team came and where they kind of ended up by the end of the season. So I'm throwing Tannehill in as kind of my surprise pick. Yeah, the I would, it's, that's a good surprise pick. Um, he was a free agent this year, so hopefully he does re-sign with the Titans. He worked well in their system. Here's a fun fact about Tannehill. He had the highest quarterback rating out of all the quarterbacks 
for last year. He had 117.5. Imagine if they get the man like some targets to throw to. Why can he? Yeah, do, I, you know what I'm saying? How dangerous could they be? Well, the is uh, Fitz on a contract here? I don't know. What if the Dolphins try to get Tannehill back? Oh, uh, yeah, Fitz is on a contract year. Dolphins are saying they want him back, though. That's hysterical. And serious? he said he wants to go back to the Dolphins. I heard a report of well, that last I mean, week. Because nobody else, I don't know. I mean, I think the whole Fitz magic is kind of. He, he's, he only has magic on contract years, and then he then he'll get paid, and then he's like, "I'm not, I'm out." He's like, <laughs> I, "I am only throwing interceptions until I'm on a contract again, and then I will decide to play." I'm not on the Fitz. I can just call him Fitz Magic now. I'm not on the Fitz Magic bandwagon. He was super consistent on Miami. Miami was awful until he took over, and they actually yeah, had was, a decent season. He was roasted, right? Mm-hmm. Talk about a bust. Yeah, he I was think, a huge bust. Well, I'll be honest. I think I think he's got an attitude problem. And I don't think he likes anyone trying to tell him what to do or coach him. And I think that's his biggest downfall because he had that problem. I think he was at, yeah, at UCLA, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he had yeah. that problem at UCLA. They're like, we just don't know if this kid Rick, wants it. I mean, you, you could possibly be right on that, but I feel bad for Rosen. He's been on two teams with no offensive linemen whatsoever, and he's not NFL ready yet. He just needs to develop on a good team. So if you put him on something, somebody like the Packers, and just had him like learn under like an Aaron Rodgers or Tom think, Brady, because you know, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think he would do much better. Um, he just he needs time. Yeah, we were just talking about Tannehill. Tannehill was considered a bust until this last year. He was a high first round draft pick. Yeah, but didn't he have that one year where he led him to the playoffs, like his first or second? I think it was like he, his second year, and then he, he tore his ACL the next year. No, he got injured that year. That's so what he was. wasn't in the playoffs with them. They were like they they were playing good ball yeah. at that point. I remember that. And then he, he hurt his leg. He yeah. led them and I if I remember right, I think it was like Matt Moore that took over when they're in the playoffs, which Matt is unfortunate. Who? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right, Toko, what's your top five? Uh yeah, I would say going into the next year, um, I would have put Pat Mahomes there. I just think, you know, he would have been the number one this year if he was not hurt. And then after that, I'm gonna go with uh Russell Wilson. I think I think that guy's gonna get some more weapons around him. Um, and then I'm going to go Lamar Jackson uh, up there as well. Um, he's going to be good, but he's not going to do what he did. And then I'm going to throw um, Dak Prescott in there at number four. And then my number uh, fifth pick um, would be uh, Deshaun Watson. That's who um, I would think on that. Wow. Our picks are very similar. Uh, mine is Mahomes number one. I'm going with this one because every other year this man is amazing. I'm going to put Matt Ryan at number two. Uh, it's statistically shown that he has yo-yo type of years is what they call it. He'll be 15, then he'll go two, he'll go 12, then he'll go five. He just goes back and forth. So this is that year that he's supposed to be in the top five. So I'll put him at number two. Uh, Russell Wilson at three. Deshaun Watson at four. And I'm hoping that Dak Prescott does get in the top five, but I am worried with the Cowboys not signing him. Uh, if they do sign him, he might not show up and be good because, like Jeff was saying earlier, when guys get signed that big money contract, they don't show up. That's how they might franchise tag him, by the way. That's the other thing I'm worried about, too, though, because if they franchise tag him, he's technically on a contract here again, but he's also talking that he's not going to do training camp or any of that. So it's a big difference of a quarterback not showing up to training camp camp compared to a running back like Zeke last year. Yeah, I mean, now, and I, what I heard too, <clears throat> sorry to interrupt you in the middle of your picks, okay. um, 
what I heard with that was he's going to sit out as long as he can. But supposedly he, I, his agent came out and said, like, he's not going to sit out during the season. Like, he'll, he'll, he'll be there. But we saw what happened with Zeke last year when he sat out. I don't think he ever fully recovered. But like, but like Chris said, is like it's 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 the quarterback position. That's the leader of the team. You, oh, you're right. You, you're you know, right. the running back's a little different. It's like I don't really like the position of like, oh, I'm not going to play. It's like, but yeah. these guys have to get paid. I get that, but you're the leader of the team. You have to set the precedent. So if he's not showing up to camp, why should anybody else? Yeah, and when you got to learn the signal calling, you got to teach the younger guys. There's a lot of stuff involved with the quarterback with off-season training camp, preseason, all that stuff that he needs to be involved in. Um, plus, they got a new head coach. So there's going to be they, – they brought back Kellen Moore as their offensive coordinator, but they're probably still going to be calling different plays. It's going to be split between him and McCarthy. So he he needs to get familiar with McCarthy's playbook. Yep. Yeah, that's a good point. And how, right. how do you think that's going to change from what we saw with Garrett versus what McCarthy's going to call? Like, do you, do you think it's going to be – like? And I, I just don't remember enough when he was with the Packers. Like, was it more – I know with Rodgers, you know, of course you want to pass as much as possible. But do you think he will go more of a balance? Do you think he'll focus more on Zeke? Um, uh, yeah. Go is Witten ever going to retire? Is he just going to, like, turn into dust? So, Witten is already – he is a free agent. He said he's going with Jason Garrett to the Giants. Believe it or not. So, forget Jason Witten. He's out, he's out of this. Really? Uh, I, I can't believe he's even playing still. Was he like 80? <laughs> exactly. Um, so going back to your other point with McCarthy, McCarthy was notorious for just pass, pass, pass. So I am a little worried with that because Zeke is like their franchise player. So we'll see how he does with the running. Um, but the Packers were always known as a pass-heavy team. Well, did not, they have Lacey at that time team. with McCarthy? They did, but they didn't expect much from Lacey. Um, besides like those breakout years that he did have, but they weren't expecting that at the time when he had those years, that man was a third round pick from, from Alabama. I'm I'm not a fan of the Mike McCarthy hiring. I mean, and because I think he's going to be good his first year, I guess first year, two years, maybe three years. And then after that, he's going to fall back on the same thing. What it was before everybody was able to literally beat him like out, out man, I guess manage, yeah. Out, out manage, out coach, out coach. Sorry, I'm, I'm thinking baseball. <laughs> on the, my baseball is on the mind right now. Uh, they, they literally out coached him, you know. And I think it's gonna fall back in the same issue that it is now. And are you gonna fall back in the same thing after you know a couple seasons? And I, I, I just, I, I don't think it was a good hire. I think they, I really think it's just gonna be another Jason Garrett issue in a couple of years. And I hope they don't hold on to him too long. I disagree. I, I think Mike McCarthy was a good hire. Uh, Cowboys want to go to the playoffs every year. McCarthy's known. He has a track record for constantly making the playoffs. He's won a Super Bowl. He's been to the Super Bowl. Was that Rodgers win with McCarthy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and Cowboys also like long-term man, uh, coaches. I almost said managers too. But they, they like long-term coaches. And McCarthy fits that perfectly. And I, the, another thing that I was a big fan of McCarthy on, Kellen Moore was a great offensive coordinator. He changed Dak Prescott around. Let's talk about the year before. We thought Dak Prescott was a scrub. We thought he was a one-year wonder. And then all of a sudden he's back again. 
And that was all because of Kellen Moore's offense. So with him bringing him back, I thought that was huge. So I think the Cowboys will make the playoffs. I just don't know if Dak Prescott's going to be in the top five for fantasy stats. I do find it interesting that they like to hang on to coaches as long as they do because mm-hmm. Jerry Jones is basically dead. Like the guy's like 4,000 years old. Yeah. Like you would figure he's like, I want to see a championship before I die again. Cause I'm sure he died. Like, like well, I don't know who's left. Like it's just Keith Richards and like Jerry Jones are the two guys that cannot die, but he just wants to see a victory. Like I would be like, like thrown through manager. Like, no, you get one year, you get it and you're out. Like, I just need to see this before. I, I would say is like, this is probably their best opportunity they've had though. in many, 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 many years. Yes. To get back to that. Yes. America's team. Yes. Like they call, I mean. No, that's the Patriots now. They've they've taken the well, throne. Tom Brady is the man. He has six uh, rings. Okay. Let Tom Brady talk. All right. Yeah, yeah, hold on. We're going on Brady. How do you think he is going to fare next year? Like, what was he? He's 42 right now, right? They don't even know if he's going to be a Patriot next year. He's married I, I, to I, hey. He's married to Giselle, and that's all that matters. And that's all the motivation that the man needs. But will will he come back to the Patriots next year? And yes. if he does, are because they I know they made the move for AB this year. Are they going to make any moves for any bigger receivers? They have he to. doesn't have that the targets. That is a part of his. I guarantee you, that is a part of his like negotiations. I want my money. I want Gronk back, but you need to put, yeah, <laughs> Chris would love that for fantasy. Yeah. Uh, they, they, but I, I guarantee you he's bringing to the table. Like hey, you got Julian Edelman and Julian Edelman is good. Don't get me wrong, but like he needs more guys around him. And the one time he did have one guy around him who was a phenomenal wide receiver, Randy Moss, just saying, they set records. It, was, it wasn't even fair. That, that, that year yeah. what they had Moss and Hernandez and no, they didn't know. Not yet. Well, it was two thousand? Was it in two thousand? Look at it. Look, it was two thousand seven. But did they had all three? It was the rookie year where Hernandez and I don't think uh, I don't think Julian Edelman was a rookie though because he did an interview after they won the Super Bowl a couple like a year look and it up real quick though when did it might have it might when have. did Gronk I think Gronk and Hernandez both got drafted I want to say two thousand ten and I think that Moss was on the team that year mm-hmm. but that's the year the Saints won. Fact check me if I'm wrong. Yeah, well, they when they lost to the Giants that first Super Bowl because they were undefeated. That was in like 2007, I think. Yeah, like the 2000. But I think that was the one. I think yeah. that was the one year where they had all three of those guys on the team. And like I said, fact check me. But I don't think they were were all three together. Edelman was on that team though. I know that. But why? Why he's looking that up? Yeah, let's go into uh, most overrated quarterback for next year. You go ahead, Jeff. I. Baker, I was really disappointed. Baker Mayfield, I was really disappointed with him because, like, I, I don't know. I just, I just had the high expectations with the trade that they made. They had Juice, they had OBJ. Like, I, I, I don't know. And with that pairing, with them being on the same team in college, I just thought he was just going to tear up the league. And it just, they just played like the Browns. Yep, they sure did. Do you think he's going to be the most overrated for next year? Uh, I, don't, I don't think there's much hype on him. Yeah, I, I think it's he's going to live up to the hype that he has. So I don't think that it's going to like lessen. It's just going to be like, okay, yeah, we expect less out of him. So that might help him because he's going to have less pressure on him, and he's just going to be mm-hmm. able to play. Uh, I still think Kirk Cousins. He, he's just so overrated. I don't. I'd be happy if that guy won the Monday Night Football game. Like, it, will that happen? I was like, he's not going. I don't see him getting a ring. And they just paid just an atrocious amount for him. He's just so overrated in my mind. And Drew Brees, uh, how old is he? He's old. 40? And he's still putting up these numbers? Mm-hmm. But he has the best wide receiver in the game. Like, Michael Thomas won 
offensive player of the year. This yeah. Year. Because that guy catches everything. This but he just throwing throw, throw bullets to him. Yeah. Um, what? Who would you say is your most underrated? Going into next year, who's going to be the most underrated? Who's somebody that people are – and don't say Jared Goff because I know you have a man crush on No, it's, Goff disappointed me this year. He just let, let me down. Um, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, I got my top guys. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't get a good answer. It's okay. It's a terrible answer, but <laughs> I don't, and, and I'm bad because it's like I, I never pay attention to like to the lower crust of like the the quarterbacks. I'm like I just want the top five guys, yeah. and that's who I'm going to draft. And everybody else, I'm like, yeah, I was like, oh, is Andy Dalton still in the league? Uh, probably, but you know, he's you know benched or you know should be or. All right, so go go over your uh, who you think is going to be most overrated next year. Most overrated quarterback next year. I'm yeah. I mean. I don't know. That's a tough one. Um, you know, a lot of people are always talking about him, and I, I, I'm not sold on him. I think Carson Wentz. He is so overrated. I would agree with that. He's so overrated, man. He just can't stay on the. And it's not that his fault. He's just injury prone. I feel like, and you can't depend on him. Like, but even when he plays, he like this year he played a lot this year, and he was not that great. He's, I'm not. I, I think he's. I just think he's overrated. Well, I think it was because of that first year. He just blew it up. And then after yeah. he got injured, I don't think he's been the same since. Yeah. So everybody thinks of him up way up high, and now he can't live up to that expectation now. Yeah. 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 Mine would be uh, Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers was overrated this year because I really didn't think the Packers were that great. They shouldn't have made it as far as they did in the playoffs. It should have definitely been the Saints there against the 49ers, but that's that's another conversation. Um, I think next year he, it's the same scenario. I don't think him and uh, the head coach – what's the head coach's name? I'll tell my head. Oh, my used to be for uh, – Matt LaFleur. There you go, yeah. Uh, I don't think him and Matt LaFleur are – like you talk about McCarthy and Rodgers not bonding well. I don't think Rodgers and LaFleur are on the same page. They may act like they're buddy-buddy, and LaFleur might be like letting Rodgers take the lead, but – Rogers' stats were not that good. I think it's Rogers at that point because Rogers and I and I, I I believe Rogers has he has an ego problem. Like you know, for example, if, if something's not going his way, and you watch a Packers game, he's sitting on. He, you know who he is? He's like the new Jay Cutler of the league. Like he sits on the bench, he pouts, he's got a, a terrible look on his face. It's like, dude, be a leader. Get up. Get your team pumped up. And like, okay, I'm gonna bring up a name right now, and you guys are like, oh, here we go again. I mean, just for example, though, look at somebody like a um, Tom Brady. I know, I know, I know. Chris is laughing at me right now, but look at like a Tom Brady, or okay, you know what? Maybe not even a Tom Brady. Let's look at someone like a Drew Brees or a Russell Wilson or a Patrick Mahomes. Those guys are like, let's go, let's go. Like they get their guys pumped up. And Aaron Rodgers, he's just he's the new Jay Cutler. He 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 really is. Well, if you're saying he's Jay Cutler because you just think he doesn't care, that is Jay Cutler. But that Jay goes Hitler back to your care. point of. He's he the coach. He, he I think I think Aaron Rodgers has a big ego problem, and his ego is just too big. Yeah. So go on with your who you think is going to be the most underrated next year. Me. Yeah. You know this is going to maybe kind of surprise. I kind of have two, but you know this is going to kind of surprise um, some of you guys. And he was just in the Super Bowl, Jimmy G. I mean, people were just ripping this guy apart, and he was just in the Super Bowl. I think this guy. I mean, this was really his first full year underneath his belt and he is coming off a serious leg injury. I think he's going to tear it up next year, man. 
I really do. I think I think the guy is just going to go off. He's going to have a second full year underneath the season, and I'm excited. I think he's going to have a good. I think he's going to have a good um, good year. And then obviously Brian Tannehill, I would throw him in there as well. My guy is Kyler Murray. Uh, I put mm-hmm. Kyler Murray because he's going to be Lamar Jackson 2.0. Uh, Lamar needed a year to develop, and now Kyler had that year. So he's going to have that that sophomore MVP type of season. Yeah, I didn't put him in the top five, but, man, he's he's darn close. He's on uh, Prescott's heels. Yeah, and I did get that stat, by the way, uh, Jeff, <clears throat> on Randy Moss. Yeah. So, yeah, it was Hernandez and then Gronk that came in the league in 2010. Moss was on that team, but he was only on that for four, four games. games. They traded to Minnesota. Yeah. Which is crazy because I, I remember um, – I'm not going to get into the doc, but I started watching the Hernandez doc yeah. on Netflix – and I noticed that he was in the league, and then that's that's when I it led me. I was like, okay, yeah. when did Gronk come in the league? I was like, and then I was like, oh, Moss was on this team, and and I must have neglected to see that it was all, the full yep. season. Like, but they had those three players at one time. And he was kind of towards the end of that a little bit with Moss, but that too, I, that year that he came in, in two thousand seven with the Patriots. I mean, I got a stats right here: 1,493 yards, and he uh, ended up with twenty three touchdowns. That's insane. I mean, the guy was just. That's what happens when the best quarterback goes to you. <laughs> I, right. I did check Deshaun Watson too. He, he'd not get anywhere near fifty, so I don't know where I pulled that one. So I'm, I'm one for one. Am I? Who knows? Maybe you were drinking when you saw that. Yeah, he's pulling that downtown. Yeah, gym. I uh, I probably admit maybe I needed him to get fifty that year. I'm like, come on, I just need you to just like rally for another twenty touchdowns. Like this game's like win my championship. Do you guys have anything else on the stats for the quarterbacks? No. All right, so we're going to go ahead and move on to these crazy MLB trades that happened in the last 24 hours. So next up is going to be MLB. So, Toka, we had the crazy Mookie trade happen. Yes, it, uh, I mean, it was going to happen eventually, I felt like. Yep, so we had Mookie Betts and David Price go to the Dodgers. And who did everyone else get? Uh, so the Minnesota, this was crazy, by the way. Uh, the Minnesota Twins were also involved in this trade. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, obviously, the Red Sox were involved, obviously. Uh, and then the Twins were involved. They uh, – do you want to name the players, Chris? Is that you going to go with? Yeah, yeah, so I know the Twins got Maeda, but yep. who did the Dodgers get or who – the Dodgers got Mookie and they got Price and then um, the or not the Angels. I'm sorry, we'll get there in a second. And then the Red Sox got Alex Verdugo um, as well, and then they got a couple other prospects. Alex Verdugo though was a big one in that one, obviously that was huge. Alex Verdugo. And then the uh, Red Sox sent like supposedly they're saying like half of David Price's salary. So I mean, I think he had like ninety something million left. So and he's got three years left. So they sent it. Pretty significant amount of money they were saying. So the prospect for Minnesota, though, he went to Boston too, right? Yeah. So the Minnesota, which yeah, yeah. So they also send their prospect. It's Bruce Dar. I can't even say his last name. It's Grat Graterol. That's <laughs> what it is. Yeah, um, I knew he had a tough name. Yeah, and I suppose he's a pretty good prospect. He's a top prospect as well. There's yeah, that. which is wild that Minnesota got involved because Kenton Maeda's extremely overrated, I feel. Yeah, but they don't really have like a whole lot of pitching, so I think he'll be fine with them. They have all the hitting in the world now, so I think they need somebody just to kind of slot in and be an innings eater for them. 
Or do you think he's going to be a starter for them? Because uh, the yeah, Dodgers so. flip flopped with them. They went they might, starter, they maybe, went reliever. But maybe that might work best for a team like Minnesota that needs pitching help. Pull the Tampa Bay type of thing. Absolutely. Where you have the relievers yep. pitching every now they and then. Have a, I mean, their window is three or four innings. Oh, no, I'm just saying it's like a team. Like their window is like maybe three or four years, if that. I mean, because they signed Dalton. And then they got Nelson Cruz, and those guys ain't getting any younger. And those are their big, yeah. Bottom. Those are some big boppers in their lineup. Yeah. What does this do for the Dodgers? What does it do for the Dodgers? It puts them even over the top more than what they were because they're already the favorite in the National League. Now they add a guy like Mookie Betts, and then they put David Price, which he's been really iffy the past couple of years. He hasn't been the David Price of old, but he's still a good arm, and he's a lefty. So I mean, it, this just puts them in the conversation for you know being you know. You know chance to, to um, win the World Series. David Price has still got it. I, I know you're yeah. just saying that he's a bit niffy, and a lot of people do say that. Yeah, he was somewhat injury-prone last year and the year before. But we had a small fantasy baseball league that had only six teams in it. Oh, yeah. I and I won that league. Yeah, just so know. you know, Toko. Just know. remember that. We and your know. team was in last place. I'm I retired know. from fantasy to baseball. Yeah, boy. yeah. We, we know. You, you, you never – you, you auto-drafted, you didn't update your team, and somehow you beat me 10 years ago. I didn't even log in. After that, <laughs> I ended my season and lifetime commitment to fantasy baseball yep. with a one-out-of-one record with no effort, so I shall never play it again. It's like a guy that goes bowling and hits 300 and never touches the lanes again. Yep, that's the way of downtown Jeff's reign for fantasy baseball. <laughs> so, But going back into that, I had David Price on my team. We all had stacked teams. We had six yeah. – we just, all of us had stacked teams. There's only six teams in the league. I had David Price on my team the whole season because he was consistently good. Oh, I'm not saying David Price is like completely done and bad, but I just, I just for that money and and that amount of you know he's only got three years left, but he got a lot of money left on that contract. I think that I um obviously Mookie is Mookie. I just think that David Price, if you look every, I don't really say ever since he's went with Boston, I, I think he's kind of but. He has kind of declined a little bit, so I don't think he's a David Price of old. But, yeah, I still think they got a good pitcher. I'm not going to say they didn't. They still got a good one hell of a baseball pitcher, and he's a southpaw. So the the Red Sox fans are they're, they're pissed. And the rightfully so. But I look at it a different way. Mookie was not going to re-sign with the Red Sox. Not anymore, no. He wasn't going to re-sign with them. Once they started throwing him as trade bait, well, he's that's, done. That's my point, though. Yeah, so he's done resigning with them. Um, the Red Sox are very good at getting young guys and developing them. They've always been notorious mm-hmm. for that. When you get somebody like Verdugo, which I think Verdugo is extremely talented, and he was on the Dodgers bench, this guy's going to be an everyday starter on the Red Sox now. Yeah. I think that's huge for the Red Sox. I think the Red Sox will get a lot more from Verdugo than everybody's expecting. And apparently this Minnesota prospect guy is supposed to be pretty darn good. So I don't think the Red Sox are losing that much in this trade. You had a guy that wasn't going to re-sign with your team. Now you got somebody that's going to be with your team for a while, as in Verdugo. And then you also got somebody that was starting to get up in age. And they may know more than the Dodgers know on injuries with David Price. And that's why they let the big contract go so they can make a move with the trade deadline or even maybe a, uh, maybe an off-season move 
not this year, but the next yeah. year for a big signing. So I I think it was a bet. I understand getting rid of the David Price contract if you need to unload salary. I totally get that. But Mookie Betts is a generational player, and I know he's only got one year left. I get that aspect of it. This man's going to test free agency either way. This man's going to test free agency either way. So, I, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's one of those things where if they had a better chance if they would have kept him and he tested free agency to re-sign him. He came out and said that he loves Boston and it's somewhere he wants to play. It doesn't mean he doesn't want to play in Boston because he wants to test for agency. He just feels that he has that right and that's something that he wants to do. Now that they traded him, he's just like any other. He's just like anybody else. It, it, it probably ticked him off, is what it did. And he's got some, he's you know got something out to prove now. So I I I, I would not have traded Mookie Betts. I, I don't understand their logic. And they did the same thing a couple years ago, and then they rebuilt. And then they went out and, you know, signed all these guys. And, you know, they had uh, – what was it? Um, what was that? They made – it was with the Dodgers, actually, when they made that huge trade. Like Adrian Gonzalez, Carl Crawford. Um, who and else? that – yeah, that one burned the Dodgers. The Dodgers did It not did burn the trade. Dodgers, but they, the contracts are not as long as they are now. Um, I mean, Mookie's on the one year, and then David Price has only got three years worth of guys. That's some yeah. big money. They got rid of Adrian Gonzalez, which was considered one of the best hitters in the game. They only had like a year. And they gave him to the Dodgers, and he was awful on the Dodgers. He was horrible. Yeah, it's almost Carl Crawford. Yeah. I mean, I mean Carl was, Crawford was – he was done. Like, he was he was over the hill at that time. There was somebody else in that trade, too. I just can't think, though. But – uh, they got young Josh guys. Josh Beckett. That's who the other one was. Another guy yeah. that was over the hill. Yeah. Um, but they got young guys from that. Um, they probably got somebody like Bentonetti in that trade that we never knew about. Oh, uh, Andrew Bentonetti? Yeah. No, they drafted him, I think. But they yeah. might have gotten that from the Dodgers as a draft pick. I mean, yeah, we don't have I mean, to look it up, but I'm yeah. saying that the, the Red Sox are extremely good at getting these young guys and developing them. They've they've done it year after year after year. So I'm not as down as everybody else is on this trade. I I think it's I think it's a bad trade because like I said, if they were going to re-sign him, which they very well could have, they have the money. You've got other contracts you need to unload. Nathan Avaldi, why the hell did they ever sign that guy? Yeah. He had one good half year and they signed him to like a four year contract and he's making like seventeen mil a year. The guy is garbage. He has been extremely overrated ever since he's been in the league. I, I would agree with you on that. I think they got – I don't understand their logic behind that. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, I, I think it was a bad trade. You don't trade a generational player. I'm sorry. You're better off letting him walk in free agency. And then and then you just – you don't you don't trade – you don't trade a, a, a generational player. I think it's very I, – I, So one thing dumb. the Red Sox are notoriously bad with since the Papelbon days is a closer. And dude, that's the only reason I can make logic of your Nathan Avaldi because they keep thinking Nathan Avaldi is their next big closer. But he goes back and forth. Like he was a he was a great pitcher for them. Oh, he was a starter. Yeah. And he won him a World Series. I mean, he was great in that World Series. But I mean, you know, it reminds me of Jeff Weaver with the Cardinals. But uh, he had like the, they picked him up like the trade with the I was like, who the hell is this guy? Yeah. And then he comes in. and He pitches the game of his life in the World Series games, and then all of a sudden, the Mariners give him some huge kind of contract so and the, the yeah. so then the Dodgers made another trade with uh Jock Peterson and Ross Stripling yeah for a prospect um I guess they did this just to clear up some cap room I know Jock is on 
and be a free agent after this year. Playing time as well. Uh, yeah, Jock wouldn't get much playing time, no. but. They, they were okay with switching Jock and Verdugo off the bench all the time last year, so I don't see why this would have been an issue this year. But, I mean, I I guess they're just they, – this prospect might be good. I don't know much about it. Well, he ain't going to get much playing time with Bellinger. Obviously, he played every day. And then there, he ain't going to get any more – he ain't going to get much playing time with Mookie because Mookie's going to play day in and day out. Mm-hmm. So Who's their other outfielder, though? In the left field? I can't even think right now. Is it – um? I don't know. I can't, yeah, I can't remember. Either. I know. For some reason, I can't remember. You think I would. But they have a lot of guys that – who's the other oh, guy? Oh, they got uh, Chris Taylor. That's, that's it. Chris like, Taylor. like a guy that can go can, all over the place. Yeah, so, I mean, that's where Jack Peterson didn't really fit in. And I think that's a good trade for the Angels. Um, I think, you know, they don't have really much pitching. I mean, Ross Stripling, he's not going to get you over the top. But, I mean – He is a solid reliever, though. Like, yeah. If I they mean, use him as a reliever – and not as a fifth starter like the Dodgers were doing. Man, Ross Stripling is like a pitching. good shutdown eight. eight they, man. they need pitching help, man. I mean, they have nobody. And yeah. now they have the, all the offense in the world right now with Rendon and like Trout. And now they, I mean, Jock Peterson's going to be a nice little bet for them in the lineup. Oh, yeah. Jock's going to be great for him. I mean, they're going to be a wild card team. I mean, I, 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 I hope that. so. I, I, mean, I think so. I, I'm, you know, even though you know, that's another discussion for another day on my job. Yeah. <laughs> Who do you think's the next trade? Uh, I'm just throwing names out. Like me, Bryant, Arenado. Uh, is there gonna I, be another guy? Like I don't another know. big name? I would probably say Bryant, just because I think a lot of the teams that were in on Mookie probably missed. There was more teams in than what they were reporting, and um, I would probably say Bryant. A lot of those teams have missed now, or supposedly they're hitting up the Cubs. They were saying so. Yeah, Which would be happy for me. You know, I'll be happy about that. Get them out of our division. By the way, uh, we didn't hear much from downtown Jeff on this because baseball is not his strong subject, and he was also one to get a beer. Mm-hmm. I cannot listen or watch baseball without a beer. It's literally like Homer Simpson when he gave up drinking, and he was sitting there watching baseball without a beer, and he's like, I never realized how boring this game really is. <laughs> <laughs> but that's going to go ahead and do it for us. Um I want you guys to definitely follow us, like us, share any of our uh, Facebook posts. You can find us on Wild Stallions Sports Network. It's uh, Wild Stallions SN on Facebook. Um, you guys have any other input? Yeah, I mean, obviously we did the water bet today, but I mm. mean. <laughs> yeah, I lost that water bet. I got soaked. I had to get in this butterball position because of the wheel of water that I had to do. Yeah, I mean, and to kind of go off what you were saying, I mean, I'm sure you and me are going to do more punishments here in the future. Yeah. So, I mean, chime in, guys, what you guys think would be good ideas or, um, you know, chime in what you guys want to hear. I mean, we're definitely interested in hearing what about. And if you also like Downtown Jeff being our guest host, maybe he'll come back a few different times and let us know. Maybe uh, he'll come back uh, half half drunk. I'm I'm sure that'll be interesting. So, You got anything, Jeff? No, it's great being the here. I enjoyed it. Hope you guys enjoyed it as well. I think we had some good discussions. So with that, I think it's about time to sign off then. Yep, we're signing off. We are the Wild Stallion Sports Network, and the Stallions are out.